Hey listener, this is Out of Beta. My name is Peter Soom and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit and I'm the founder of Reform and on this podcast you get to follow along on our startup journeys. If you're a new listener, don't forget to check out our website on autobeta.fm to find our entire back catalog. Hello, Matt. Hey, Peter. How's it going? We both smiled at the same time. Because <laughs> you, cracked, you cracked a joke about how they're always changing the 321 at the front of these recording softwares. There's never, there's never a podcast recording software tool that's the same every time you use it. No, they're, they're evolving fast, aren't they? Yeah, in good and bad ways. Yeah, do you ever get the impression they don't use their own stuff? Some of them I do. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's a sin I uh, definitely have committed as well myself, so <laughs> we I won't judge have. too we hard. <laughs> How are you doing this week? As I said earlier, it, it, it's a week worth talking about, so it's good that we're chatting, but I'm feeling great right now. How about you? Uh, I'm shaking off my uh, jet lag from traveling last week. I think I'm back on the, the European schedule again. It helped that there was daylight savings time, whatever, because it's only five hours instead of six hours. It also almost cost this podcast not to be recorded <laughs> because I forgot. I don't look at my calendar much, you know? Yeah, I would not have been able to keep track of that at all. So I The only thing in my calendar is podcast and mastermind. And they're always at the same time, so why would I look, you know? Except two times a year. Or when you're on vacation, because you you communicate via calendar invites. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had some coworkers at my last business who lived and died by their calendars. And I think it's a bit of a it can be a little bit of a cop out because you sort of putting the burden on other people. At the same time, that is sort of the point of the calendar is that it's showing everybody what's going on. Is a source of truth. It's supposed to be a source of truth, but it's all right, man. We're flexible. So it's good to see you. We made it happen. We did. Which is good because uh, we got a new sponsor and you don't even know who it is. So tell me more. It's our first Indian sponsor, actually, which is cool. Cool. New country on the list of sponsors. Yeah. And specifically, it's an interesting sponsor because we've talked about the problem they solve, you and I, because when we were looking for podcast editing service, which James McKinvin is doing for us now with Podpanda, but when we were um, looking into what to do for editing and like taking the podcast more seriously, if you recall, we talked about how to get those like audiograms or like social media bite-sized promotional little snippets that work well on Twitter amongst other social networks. And we wanted someone to do that for us, basically. So this sponsor, they don't do it for you, but they have a software that can do it for you. And it's, from what I've seen so far, it's almost as easy as if someone else did it. Like it's to the point where you might as well just want to do it yourself because then maybe you want to, like just the fact that you have to like tell someone what snippet to use is like how basically what is involved in like using the software. So our sponsor for the next five weeks is Recast Studio. Uh-huh. And their website is recast.studio. And as I said, they're based out of India. They have a pretty interesting founding story because they started as a completely different product and they kind of had to do what we've all been fighting to do, basically like repositioning themselves and pivoting all the way into where they are now, where they're starting to, they're looking at profitability by, I would say by Indian standards, they're definitely profitable, but I know the founders, they had good consulting 
jobs and stuff before that. So they're still they're still hungry, you know, <laughs> for more. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is why they're sponsoring the podcast. But yeah, they're definitely on track to do do well there. I'll just say what they are based on what their own words. So it's Recast Studio is a tool that helps podcasters and creators turn long form video and audio content into short clips for social media like TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And, you know, the reason why we wanted to use something like that is basically to leverage your existing content because you so often, like once this podcast is done, it's done and we don't really, if we're lucky, we tweet it out, you know, or if we're extra lucky, someone else does. But yeah, so what I've seen so far is that they'll basically just like import your podcast into their tool and it you see the whole transcript and you just select the part of the transcript you want to work with and it goes into the editor you have a template for your podcast so you only the template is what you need to do one time and then when you like what that looks like you can basically just like select the text you want and then it'll just take that bit from the podcast the cool thing is that the founder of Rika Studio he offered to do a few of these for our podcast so we can actually share what they look like and I'm going to tweet them out from the Auto Beta Twitter account and I'm going to pin it so it's going to be easy to find. And I'll also tweet it out from my own account. Maybe we'll tweet it out from your account, but just so it's easy for people to find. We'll also link to it in the show notes here. But the idea that I had that I think they liked was that even though this is like a self-serve tool, getting people to do stuff based on a podcast ad is really hard because it you're always on the move when you do stuff while you listen to a podcast mm -hmm. so what i suggested was that what if they would they be up for like because i know a lot of our listeners have their own podcasts so would they be willing to basically offer some of our listeners to do it for them because then there's literally no friction like and and they were up for it so they're going to do three of these because it is self-serve so it's not it's not a service but they'll do it for three the f three first people to reply to the tweet that I'm going to pin to the out of beta Twitter page, we'll get a couple of these snippets for free, five of them that they'll make for them that you could take, do whatever they want to tweet it out from their own Twitter account. So it's literally all you need to do is click in the show notes, go to the Twitter to the tweet and say that you want this for your own podcast. And they'll just, there's nothing else you need to do. They'll just manually create an account for you on behalf of you, create five of these snippets. So that's my call to action to our listeners. If they have a podcast or video content that they want to do this for, reply to this tweet as soon as you hear this because they're going to do it for three people. If it's popular, maybe we can convince them to do more, but at least they're going to do it for three people. Nice. We'll talk more about them next week. I'll talk maybe a little bit about their story because it's interesting, but I think this was enough for now. And if people want to see what these snippets look like, check out our account. Let them know if you want them to try to make it for your podcast as well. So that's Rika Studio. Thanks for being a, a new sponsor. It's awesome. Yeah, I made a bad joke when I was talking to him because he, I asked him they were if they were ramen profitable. And I ramen is not something they eat a lot in India, apparently, from what I understood. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong framing. They actually responded to a tweet of mine earlier today before I even knew this because I was asking about pricing models and I saw their site. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah, and you didn't yes. even know. I didn't. Surprise. Very cool. Maybe I'll slowly sneak into my update and do another shout out. This is not a paid endorsement. Or, <laughs> you know, we Bjorn and I are like trying to figure out what's going on with reform and 
how to make it work basically. And we want to make sure that we have as much runway as possible, basically. So we uh, have been looking at cutting costs a little bit, which kind of sucks, but some of the stuff we paid for, I don't mind not paying for, but some of the stuff that we're no longer paying for, I, it sucks not to be paying for basically. And one of them is our SEO agency. So the agency we've worked with, they've done an extremely good job, I think. And Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone could just like go and check the reform website in, in Ahrefs and see that we've done well in seo in the past few months and we could have done a lot better you know because it's basically been piling up and i'm the big bottleneck for like getting all this great seo mm-hmm. optimized content out on the of website course. so everyone else is doing their job except me basically is what i'm trying to yeah. say and i know from the content that we've already shipped that as soon as it goes out it's like it works basically and so the the agency i've never mentioned on the podcast what the agency was and part of it was that i didn't want everyone to sign up for them you know at the same time (laughs) just looking out for them yeah for myself (laughs) egoistically but anyways i've worked with them for four months or something like that and so now i know the service better and also like i don't care if if they get (laughs) hammered by people looking for seo help as much (laughs) so the agency we've been using is embark and the founder julian is very active on twitter i felt bad for like telling him that we're gonna stop the engagement because they're doing a really good job you know and 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 he's doing more than he than we're even paying him to do like he's He's basically made the strategy for us as well, which has been really helpful. And he's been executing that strategy well, I think. But so I basically told him like, it's it's not you, <laughs> it's us. And and what I'll do is like, I'll, I'll tweet something and I'll mention on the podcast. And then hopefully we can replace at least reform as a customer because you didn't deserve to lose us at a co- as a customer. It's just literally just like financial concern right now. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is looking for SEO help, this is like, like these people are like they just they just know like they're super pragmatic they know you know our strategy was basically to work on these templates and like do FAQs for them and it's super simple and it's almost like stupid how simple it is but it just works when you do when you put in the work and they do so yeah I'll strongly recommend if people are looking because people have been asking me yeah so embark.io is their website talk to Julian the founder they're they're doing a good job so this was not a paid endorsement. This was like hopefully helpful for someone and made me feel better about canceling. <laughs> <laughs> you owe it. You owe it this much, and now you're now you're all settled. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. We launched an integration as well while I was in the states. I guess Bjorn has like been running this the whole time, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. So we launched our less annoying CRM integration. Which just sounds cool when you say it. You know? I know. Right? <laughs> this was interesting. And I know I know Tyler's listening to the podcast, so I have almost haven't spoken to him lately. So this is probably the update for him as well, basically, on how it's going. I'll just share basically everything. It's it was interesting, like, because I think normally when you do these types of integrations, it's it's normal for like both sides to like do a lot of like co-promotion. The reality for this one is like it's not so much co-promotion because they have 25,000 users and we have like 2,000 or something like that. And and a lot of their users are looking, potentially looking for forms and like and a lot of our users are probably not looking for a CRM. So it's really one, like it's more one-sided. And also we're super strapped for resources right now. And especially on my part, don't have a lot of 
time to like do a lot of new content and stuff like that. So I kind of said that in a, I guess a little in slightly blunt way maybe <laughs> to Tyler, but he didn't get mad and he still wanted to pull forward on the integration and they did such a good job. Like they did a, they did help docs, they did an announcement blog post, they tweeted about it. So they told all their customers about it. And I think it's fair to say that it's been really successful this far. We still are doing a lot of like, I don't know, like qualitative like work of looking into the numbers and seeing more about like what their customers have done with reform because we don't have a good idea yet. But based on how many paying customers I know they have, like it's it's something like 0.5% of their customer base that have created a reform account, I think based on the numbers I know, which yeah. is like way more than I'd ex- I expected. And most of the times when we've done integrations, they just not really done anything, you know? And and it's been a week, I think. And today, like we still got a couple of less annoying CRM sign up today. So I, I guess like they're probably not reacting to the email that was sent a week ago, you know? And one of them even put us a reason, like the sign up reason for reform that they got recommended by a less annoying CRM rep, which when that came through in Slack, Bjorn and I both tacked each other at the same time and then we laughed. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because that's just cool, you know, like it's, this is a new acquisition channel that Tyler has spun up for us. Yeah. Which I think was in his entire goal. I think it's still TBD how good of like a customer fit it is because a few of them are our customers now and and we expect it to be as you know f- relatively low percentage of the people that sign up to actually be customers but it's still you know it's, it'll still take a bit more time before we know if they're like how good the fit actually is i mean but it's pl- pretty clear that their customer base is interested in a form builder solution so basically what we have re- realized is like this is almost like a little like obviously it's a launch of an integration, but it's also just, it feels like a little mini, not even early access. It kind of feels like a little early access where you have, we have these like, like good amount of signups right now that have shown interest, but we still like need to get to know them. So it'd be good to like reach out and have conversations with them, like try to find out what their use cases are, who they are and, and, and if reform is a good fit or if we can make reform be a good fit for them because it's, at the point where we are, like if, if we can get a lot of traction within their customer base, like that's a really good stepping stone for us. Sure. Potentially even a little business in and of itself, you know. That's great. I've never been this optimistic after launching an integration with someone because normally they just kind of like, you know, oh, you get yeah. a couple of sign-offs, but nothing really happens. But this has been yep. really positive. So kudos to the less annoying CRM team. Woohoo! Maybe it's just like when people are professional, taking seriously and have people on their like employees that actually do these types of things. <laughs> yeah, so much is execution, right? And it's the kind of execution that isn't, no one's probably monitoring it or tracking it. That's why it, at big companies where integrations are truly their like life or death strategy, there end yeah. up being whole teams of people who are in charge of like making sure that after the integration, people actually execute on the stuff that makes it worth it and I think startups are really good at the first part and then the follow through can be, it's just hard because people have competing priorities so often. So that's great, man. Exactly. Like you said, kudos to. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like so nice not to have to write the launch post for it. And they, they did that. And the way the blog post that they made is structured is it, it just leads with like how, here's how you can use reform. And then it just lists like 
You could build a newsletter or email subscriber list and then describe that use case. You could gather leads from a conference or webinar and they explain it or a contact us form on your website or you could collect reviews from your clients like they have these great use cases so it's like super actionable for their customers how they how they they they, they know their customers they know what type of customers they have and and they know how to bring up use cases that will resonate with them and, and it seems like they've done a good job because if my math is correct that's a lot of people already that have signed up based really on cool yeah so yeah that's great so yeah, we should talk more, Tyler, if you're listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. And another cool thing is we, we're talking about today, well, first of all, we're talking about yesterday about how well it's been going that Bjorn did support while I was in the States. <laughs> because he is the person that's working full-time right now, and he's the person that will... Like, there was this weird dynamic when I was doing the support that it's kind of my call if I escalate it to him to, like, fix it. Whereas, mm-hmm. like when he does the support and he's also the guy who fixes stuff, it's like he can look at the tick and he's like, Oh, I might as well just like fix this in half an hour before I reply, which doesn't happen when it's two people, when it's split up, you know? Yeah. And he's enjoyed that as well. I think it adds some like meaning (laughs) as well to the work in a sense and just brings him a little closer to that side of the business where he hasn't just hasn't been very involved. Mm-hmm. And so we basically agreed that he's going to continue to do that while I'm pressed for time, and I'll I'll spend more time on like the strategic level, basically, and because I don't have very many hours. Yeah. Yeah. And for this less annoying project, where now we're really like eager to dive into these use cases and 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 have conversations with these people, he's mm-hmm. going to basically take the lead on that as well because he built the integration. He's used less annoying CRM right like now recently, so he knows how it works and he's doing the support. And it just kind of makes sense. And I'll be involved in the sense that we'll write the outreach emails together. And okay. I'll guess I'll sort of like mentor slash coach him on that and share how I would do it and the words I would use. It's it's cool that we're trying this new setup out, basically. Oh. Seems smart. Yeah. Yeah, because he is the he's the one in the weeds right now, anyways. It's the kind of thing you you learn as you as you experience this new way of working arrangement, let's say. But it feels like it'll be a nice release for him to execute faster, really, which is yeah. just going to be a win for both of you. Yeah, not going to be blocked by me because, like, it's so easy to think that everything needs to go through you. But why, you know? Yeah, <laughs> if people can just do it. <laughs> it's, it's better. Exactly. Ah, that's good. That autonomy is going to be good. And obviously you can always tag you or change that, but like the default mode being what you said seems smart. Yeah. So I guess that's my way to say that I haven't done much <laughs> real work. Well, <laughs> and uh, I had my super hard day job at Tailwind CSS where I had to go to Florida and Ooh, be at I this, saw this oh, the hard live at this resort and like, yeah, you know, had to walk sometimes to dinner. Other times you just had to get into the Hummer and get there. (laughs) (laughs) That's confusing. That's stressful. Yeah. 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 I managed to survive it. Yeah. It looked like you had a blast. I was going to say, I was really happy for it. That was a pretty well executed team retreat. And I was glad I got to join. Any other insights for listeners on how that was? 
Yeah, I would say, so, well, the team retreat was at Universal Studios in Florida, so Adam had got express passes for everyone. I oh, feel like yeah. I it was a waste of money on my part. <laughs> I'm not a big roller coaster guy, but I was good at, like, holding phones and stuff like that. But one thing that I think worked extremely well that I only realized when I came back was that all the meals were pre-booked and reservations were made by their mm. I think they have a, a VA basically that had like done the research we we picked a few places and they they made reservations mm-hmm. and I didn't think about it at the time but I just realized later that like that friction of like let's go out and like look for a place or talk about what we want is like that part just being like 100% removed was so nice like Beautiful. everyone knew when we where we were going and when mm-hmm. and that was really nice especially because the places were really nice too good planning good delegation on adam's part have somebody knock that out for sure good i don't think i can squeeze any more out of this update basically (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty good man pretty good yeah what's what's up with you 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 feel more light-hearted today than you did yesterday is that something you want to talk about or <laughs> I I do because I think that's what people listen for, right? So I think part of it is just yeah, I've been on a been kind of on a high like just sort of a up and up like for for months now in terms of believing that, you know, we know the next thing to do, that we're doing it, that we ship it, that we get the reaction we want, that we learn. I mean, it's just been it's been just kind of um, <laughs> just rounding the bases, basically. It's like it's felt pretty straightforward. And I think we're working on distribution right now, which is just a it's kind of a nasty hard problem. And we're trying to get more just more people to the site, more attention, etc. And I think until kind of had a breakthrough last Friday, which felt good. You know, we we and I sort sort of start there. So we we've been trying to get more attention to the site. Distribution has been our focus, et cetera. And the embed strategy is going, I would say it's great when people are doing it, but I think the conundrum for distribution that we all face is distribution is, <laughs> it's not that there aren't the tools to distribute it or that you can't link to it or that you can't embed it. I mean, those things are necessary because without those, it's not even possible for it to get distributed. You know, the packaging has to be right. But what we've been trying to crack is, let's say the packaging is right, and it's easy to distribute. (laughs) You know, easy to distribute isn't the same thing as distributed. And so, you know, we've we've got a Chrome extension, which we launched, and we're telling folks about through the embeds. Chrome extension has, you know, some users, and it's... It's going. Anybody can look this up, so I'm not going to shy away from being like full disclosure here. I th- last I checked, we had 44 installs on the extension. That's pretty good. You know, it hasn't been zero launch. Haven't emailed it to our audience yet, our registered users or signups, which is thousands. I've tweeted about it, but tweets are transient. We have a link from the homepage. So like we haven't done product hunt or anything. We have 44 installs. It's like, that's great-ish. You know, 44 is nice, but I would say this. What I believe is the extension has value for anyone that uses Mercury Bank, anyone that uses ProfitWell, Metrics, or ChartMogul, and anyone that uses, what's another good one? Zillow, even right there, or Pipe, or MicroAcquire. So it's like six or seven websites, each with thousands of users. 
So let's say the audience that could benefit from the extension is, I mean, with that group, let's just say it's half a million people. 44 now is this really tiny percentage of people. You're like, we've literally made somebody that does a magic trick where all you do is click a little icon and you get a custom tailored runway forecast with one click. Yeah. That is valuable to people. But if they don't know about it and if they don't install it and they don't use it, it doesn't matter, right? And yeah. yes, you have to do marketing. So I, I'm not, I know that. <laughs> but then it's like, what kind of marketing? You can't pay for an ad for somebody to install a free Chrome extension. It's not going to scale. Like that's what VC funded companies do that have millions of dollars. It's like, oh, we want half a million downloads. Let's just spend $5 million on Google ads. It's like, it's not a good look, even if you could do it. Not the best use of capital. So we're just looking, we are scaling scouring the earth sort of Ayasoran style as they like to say <laughs> looking for distribution hacks that can get us distributed in ways that are extremely cost effective right and scalable preferably both and i would say that's where we were toward sort of the end of last week going okay we have these things they're very valuable what do we do and let me add one more uh, bit of context here I'm talking, and I've been talking about this on episodes after episodes, but I'll add a little color. Part of the reason I've been talking for episode after episode about talking to some very large companies about using our tech and platform is that the people that I've been talking with are either legitimately like sick with some nasty stomach flu or virus or whatever. This is the, this is literally the list. There's like six people or, you know, they're busy and we're, we're trying to get calendars straightened out or... They're traveling and they're at something like SaaS stock, okay? So the, the sort of the whale hunting that I've been doing business development-wise where it's like, wow, any one of these could really add zeros to our distribution if we did something with them. Kind of like your less annoying sort of situation. Just sort of the metaphor we use is the whales just kind of all went under the water at the same time. And we're just sitting there in yeah. our boat like, okay, any day now y'all can surface and we could, we could do something together. And it's a feeling of helplessness a little bit when you're trying so hard to push on something and you know somebody else is even interested, but for all these external factors, it just hasn't happened yet. Basically describing enterprise, what enterprise sales feels like actually, which I have a lot of experience with and I, I know how hard that is because I lived that for five or six years, my last company. You talk about like the roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster of enterprise sales. There's really nothing else like it. It's the it's the 200 foot drop followed by a 300 foot gain, followed by a 100 foot drop, just sort of week after week. This deal moved forward. Oh no, now this deal slid backwards. Now now this deal moved forward, and that's kind of how I feel right now on the business development distribution side. It's just very, very this, and I I know, I know they're going to come through and actually today I heard back from one of them that I'm very excited to talk to and I'm having another meeting with another one this afternoon actually right after this so it's happening but I mean let's be honest psychologically as founders we speak for myself I get myself through each day sometimes just thinking about tomorrow's going to be the day when when one of those comes through you know right yeah and it's just hard to kind of go to bat and then you're like oh it wasn't today it wasn't this week Oh, it wasn't this week. And you, you just kind of get to the point where you're going, okay, I am not good at being a tr- you know entrepreneur. And I would say the same thing is true of Peter and Ryan. None of us are good at sort of just sitting on our hands and feeling 
beholden to other people's timelines and priorities, it can't work at some point. So, so here's what we did. We got to the end of last week and we said, okay, these are all going to happen. And we're very excited. But in the meantime, let's try something a little different. <laughs> we know what we wish people would build with Summit calculators as the back end, let's say. So this calculator can do really cool stuff. We wish more people would use it in their marketing to build cool stuff, faster, cheaper, better. What if we just, and this is, I credit Peter with this idea for sure. It was sort of a, a team effort to get to the final answer, but <laughs> what if two things? What if number one, we just built the things that we wish other people would build? Step one, you're like, okay, interesting, but why would we do that? We're like, well, what if we did that? <laughs> and then when we got to the end, we said, look, you didn't hire us and you didn't ask us to build this. But if we put ourselves in your shoes, sort of empathetically, proactively empathetically, if we were you, this is what we would have built. If we knew what we, you know, knowing what we know about Summit, we get to the end of that and we kind of say uh, very directly, actually, would you like to co-brand this? Would you like to put your name on the top of this finished thing alongside us, you know? Mm-hmm pole position second place or maybe we'll be at the footer and you'll be at the top because it's a standalone thing maybe it's a microsite or a tool or a landing page but you know your resources are limited your time is limited or whatever but you like it and it's and the people that your your audience is going to love it and we said you know as crazy as it sounds like that actually feels really good because we're taking control of a situation that otherwise is out of our control. And then we're still leaving an opportunity for others to get involved and say, yeah, yeah, of course we'd love to have a churn reduction landing page that calculates someone's savings. If they had something like, Oh, I don't know, retain or anti, you know, Dunning software or some kind of customer rescue software campaign. Like some is just so ripe for those kinds of, tools and pages and whatnot from a marketing standpoint that, but we can create those without anybody really asking for us to, to build them or even collaboration. We can just build it. And at the end say, look, you know, we think there's two, three, four companies that would be perfect to sort of co-promote this with us. Right. And then we still get the distribution, but we can move this along much faster. And so that's what we, that's what we started doing. So once again, removing friction. Once again, removing friction, exactly. Because the, yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. The friction was, number one, the person would say, I'm really busy. So we, we sort of talking about this. We're just going to do it anyway. So busy isn't a factor. The other one is inspiration. You know, a few people said, I love what you're doing. I come to your website. You have all these things, but I'm a little overwhelmed. Or I just don't know where to start, what to pick, right? We're solving that too because we're like, you know, we're just going to pretend we're an agency, that you hired us to build this. And then at the very end, we'll come back and say, do you want to put your logo at the top or should we go to someone else <laughs> and start this momentum going and also build up a, a portfolio of examples that we can show to developers and agencies and marketers where they can say, okay, it's not just a calculator staring me in the face on a, on a, on a page. It's an interactive landing page. It's a fun little tool. I kind of wish we had built that. Let's talk to someone about building the next one. You know, Just take charge, basically, in a nice way that actually services them because they, they need the... T- they really don't want to have to tell us what to do is what we're realizing. 
They'd rather just come in at the end and go, that's amazing. And I can put my logo on that if I just share it with my audience. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the ask. The new ask is you can put your logo on the top of stuff we build in exchange for distribution and promotion. Yeah. And so that's what we started doing. And, and so the, to make it concrete, yesterday was Halloween. And just for fun, we released a zombie-themed runway calculator. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it, it felt really good for us to say, we don't need to build any more core technology right now. We actually had a big project we were working on to build a new feature that would be pretty advanced, pretty, pretty foundational. We called a timeout and we said, is that really the most important thing? And instead, we built this startup runway calculator, which was, again, zombie and, and vampire themed. It was fun. It was timely. It was fresh. And I, it was powered by a Summit calculator as a Next.js app where then we could show that to any other agency or marketer or founder and say, this is an example of the kind of interactive marketing content that's completely branded differently than Summit. That's your, think, imagine this was yours. And that's valuable marketing content for us because that's actually what we want people to do. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've just discovered that we were stopping short up until now in a way and going, we have all these calculators, you know, come grab one and use one. But the analogy we love to use is like, you're familiar with Ikea or Costco or whatever, but it's like Ikea has the warehouse that you walk through that has all the furniture and, and whatnot where you buy it and check out. We had that. <laughs> but what we didn't have is like the showroom area where you're walking through all these little rooms or apartments where it's like, oh, I get it now. You know, that's how I would use a, you know, a calculator that does the math behind a mortgage or a loan or a car or a asset or whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to understand why you would need an API if you don't understand why, how you could use third party data in another app, right? Yes. Unless you can see why it makes sense for data to come from one system into another system and yeah. API doesn't really make any sense. Absolutely. And now we have this one example so far, but we're working on another one really soon here. So our goal is to say over the next, we just picked 12, well, we picked 12 weeks because it's a quarter basically, but which, you know, we're already a month into Q4, so this will go into Q1. Our challenge to ourselves is to try to release on average one of these per week. <laughs> so not, not three, not two, but like, can we release 10 over the next three months, holidays and, you know, allowing where some of them we built. So Peter built that entire thing in six hours, start to finish. Wow. Because of Summit, right? Yeah. Because he didn't have to write any of the, any of the mathematical logic. It was just design. Now he's a gifted designer, but, you know, he didn't have to write any of the logical parts that normally you have to grind through in JavaScript. So if he can build that in six hours and we can polish it off in a day, can we release one of these a week where we now have a gallery of, oh, you know, Social media campaign for a holiday example, landing page example, educational content example, interactive pricing page example, using yeah. Tailwind, you know, CSS, right? Where people go, oh, that's a Tailwind CSS or Tailwind UI pricing page, but it's got an interactive part in it that's powered by Summit where my pricing model lives, you know? 
we think this will finally we our our newest and I said ideas our newest idea or theory is this will this will really start to push people to the point of going ah I see exactly when I would incorporate Summit into a thing that I do often enough <laughs> you know right yeah yeah it makes a lot of sense it's it makes sense in hindsight it's funny how walking up to it or approaching it it wasn't something we thought of because we were so focused on building the platform that would make it possible we kind of stopped short and said okay this is where we stop and this is where you yeah. start right and it turns out though this is where you start part also has to be done because if you don't my favorite metaphor for this that I keep going back to again and again is like the original Nintendo or pick any gaming system. It's like you can't launch just the Nintendo and then say like build games. You know, Nintendo yeah. had to also build Mario Brothers <laughs> and Duck Hunt just to show what the platform can do and then say, yeah. hey, that, that turned out to be a hit. Good, good for us. But the point of this is like, you know, we can even open source that part and say you build stuff now. But like yeah. we, we have to. And so this is kind of fun because we get to basically go to other tools now, like maybe Webflow or Bubble or Next.js or other tools that build your front ends and, and modern tooling there and just figure out how do we pull Summit into this so that we end up with this example library of like, okay, if you're a Webflow developer and you want to pull a Summit, you want to power something with a Summit calculator, here's a template. Yeah, you keep moving the basically what you think of as the product. It feels like almost like you're you're a farmer. You you grow carrots, and then you think the product is carrots. <laughs> and it's like no, maybe it's maybe it goes into the supermarket, and it's more like packaged, and or like oh, maybe it's actually someone like a chef can buy in the supermarket and they can sell it. Oh no, maybe as like maybe it needs to be like a carrot dish that we're actually selling. Like you just keep moving it one step further ahead and like bringing it closer to people somehow. It was a really bad example, but No, no, I think that's actually great. So so maybe maybe instead of carrots though, pick something like saffron, okay? Or pick a I don't know, tarragon. Pick an ingredient that maybe some culture or group isn't familiar with, but maybe some people do and they you're trying to introduce that to a new culture or group. If you just grow it and sell it on the corner, no one's going to buy it because no one's like, I don't, I don't make anything with that ingredient, right? You got to go all the way to the point of you get some chef, right, in a local restaurant that everybody loves to go to to put that into a dish that they eat. <laughs> and then they go, oh, what is that flavor? This is so good. And then they can learn like, oh, that's, that's saffron or that's, you know, that's this ingredient that you don't normally cook. And then and finally... Like if you're successful, it'll come full circle. And then when they're at the supermarket or at the Whole Foods, they'll go, oh yeah, I want to buy that ingredient, right? It's sort of like we have to get to the point where we're basically serving dishes. Still, like they'll still need to like probably like buy or find a recipe. and They still need recipes. You're probably still going to sell most of it in boxes because it's like these go together well. You're not going to sell a lot of raw of that at first, right? You're going to sell a lot of sort of TV dinners, if you will, that, yeah. that use it or, you know, HelloFresh where it's like, this little bit is included. This is how much you need added at this stage. And that's sort of the story of Summit where we started so low in the stack developing our own language that a new language that doesn't isn't infused into something you do every day doesn't get used. And I thought about that with, like even with Python, I, I thought Python was interesting, but I didn't start using it until my friend was building 
a website using a Python framework. <laughs> and I was like, I want to build a website, so I'm going to learn Python in and out. And I did. But like, I wouldn't have learned it if he didn't show me like this really cool web page that it built. <laughs> and yeah. if it weren't for like frameworks sell languages in that sense, right? Usually. Yeah. I think it's very hard to sell a language without the framework and the examples that it built. Even if the language is how you make money and that's what you care about, if you're Python or, or Django, you really want to highlight the websites and the apps that people build using your using your technology, right? Otherwise, people just go, oh, I guess, I guess I would use that. I'm not sure when or why I'd switch. So that's, you're right, we just keep going up. But the cool thing is we have the team that can do this and we have the time. So let's just start shipping. And I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So we're, we're, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking about some kind of new thing, it's been in the back of your mind or you know now you're listening to this podcast and think about it, we'd love to potentially, we wanna collaborate with people to build out full-blown examples, pages, mini tools, et cetera, that showcase Summit and you know, th how that works out could be very advantageous for you because we're very motivated right now to have, you know, this gallery of examples. So reach out if it sounds interesting. Yeah. If you want Peter to be developing <laughs> your next marketing campaign yeah. free. <laughs> if you want an incredible full stack developer who also has an eye for design to potentially build your next little thing using Summit, here's your chance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> while supplies last. And I'm excited because now you go to a founder and you say, hey, would you like free resources to build this thing? Just You just have to use our tech to do it. Now it's like the Amazon credits thing. It's like, would you like your hosting fee to be zero for a while if you just switch over to AWS? It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds easy. So that's, that's the offer and, and we're going to keep working with those bigger companies, like I said, and we may even do that for some of them. But until we build up this gallery, this is the mode we're in. And I am once again optimistic because I feel like this closes that gap of, oh, I see the kind of stuff you can do with Summit. That's cool. Good job, man. Getting back on, back from the... From the brink, from the edge. Yeah, as I was telling you before we started recording, when I get to the place where I feel like I'm out of ideas... Yeah, you're, you're jumping from stone to stone... And then there's no one stone there, and you're like, oh, <laughs> there's no more stone. You're like, and the one behind you goes bloop, 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 down below the yeah. water again. You're, just, you're like, yeah. it's that's the tough place, but but here we are again, and I'm we're fully in go to market mode, so it, it feels good. Sounds good. You got a meeting now, so we, we should sign off. I'll just say once again if you have a podcast or do anything like long form video or audio. It's not a podcast. I don't know what it would be, but if you do, be one of the first three people to reply to the tweet that I'll pin to the Auto Beta Twitter account and see what Recast Studio can do for a show. It's pretty cool what they did for ours, so I'll share that as well. Cool. Catch you next week. All right, man. See ya. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.